Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today. It's Monday morning, the 7th of August on Rural Queensland Today. Our next guest, I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with. Tomorrow, August 8, is Dying to Know Day, an annual campaign to empower Australians of all stages of life to live and die well. And look, the end is coming for all of us, whether we like it or not. It's a conversation that we probably don't like having and, and don't like talking about. But Barbara Dennis is Chartist Towers from Chartist Towers Compassionate Communities. Now, they are an everyday people who are a stronger role in care and support for people as they age and at the end of life. Now, this Chartist Towers group was formed at the beginning of this year and they're making best of their life skills based being prepared to end of life requires knowledge. Barbara, good morning and thank you so much for being with us. Oh, good morning, Ben, and it's it's actually really good to have this opportunity to talk about dying to know day. Yeah, um, yeah, talk to us about it. It's a subject. Yeah, it, well, it, it is a really, really um, different and it's a divisive topic. There's no two ways about it. So talk to us about what tomorrow actually is and what the campaign is about. Well, as you've already introduced Dying to Know Day very well, thank you. But I will say that it started in Australia in 2013. So this is a decade it's been going now. Um, and the other thing I'd like to say is that we're the only site outside the southeast Queensland that have registered to have a Dying to Know Day. But Dying to Know Day is exactly what you said. It's about preparing. None of us are getting out of here alive. So if we can prepare for our end of life, then it will be a better end of life. Um, So I suppose there's a bit of a luxury for people who know that they have a life-threatening disease such as cancer or leukaemia or a time-limited due to age or some other condition, and that gives them a chance to prepare. But everyone over the age of 18 should undertake two things at least preparing for their end of days and that's an enduring power of attorney and a will that's um, a, that's the biggest thing I, I think and and I remarried a couple of years ago we just had some children they're five months old my wife said to me we need to redo our wills I said what do you mean she said well you know when we get married that your previous will is null and void and and you go back and it's very confronting if I'm honest with you, you know, thinking about your death is in that moment. I'm 47. I hope I'm here for another at least 40 years. Um, but you, it's coming to an end and you have to face this and you have to try and get these things sorted out. And I've got plenty of friends and, and, I, and I say this with the deepest respect and who have lost loved ones and then – instead of grieving and celebrating and honouring and looking and talking about the legacy, the mess that has been left because that things weren't prepared, things hadn't been discussed, family members didn't know the wishes, all these things that could be completely preventable because people didn't want to believe, oh, well, it's not going to happen to me or, you know, I'll be right, I'll get it sorted another time. And the, the destruction that's left off the back of having to grieve with the loss of a loved one is catastrophic. Well, it most certainly is, and, and you've heard stories and I've heard stories, but I'll just give a little anecdote about being prepared. I was talking to a, a young 
acquaintance recently and she talked about her grandmother dying and that when she died, the three daughters were in an argument about the flowers, which might seem quite simple, but it added an extra layer of anguish. So she has said to her other grandmother, write everything down. Think of everything you want and write it down. And that actually is probably the kernel of being prepared. Write it, record it, think about it, define it, write it down and communicate it. And there's a whole lot of tools that can help with that. Yeah, Um, and that's the big thing. So tomorrow, 10.30 to 12 o'clock at Charters Towers Library, um, you'll have guest speakers. But for people who are outside the town, how do they go and your website and, and... and, you know, obviously the Groundswell Project is big in Australia and you can have a look, but how do you learn more? Because there'll be people listening today driving along who are going, gee, where's this a bit morbid on a Monday? Well, it's not morbid. It's actually, it, it's like getting insurance. It's like looking after your health. It's like healthcare. It's like putting fuel into your car. You actually need to get this sorted. Now, if tomorrow can raise a little bit of awareness and you can have some sort of idea and you can make some some choices and some decisions and you can work it all out and it's all there, well, then we're better off. It's just set and forget, you know. It, it, and if it needs to change, give yourself a half an hour one day and, and change it. it it's, it's not a terribly difficult thing. It's not a terribly difficult thing. It is a very emotional thing, but it can also be very heartening, particularly if you, you know, you do the will, okay, that's external. That's for when you're dead. You do the enduring power of attorney. That's for while you're still alive. But there are other other um, processes that can be undertaken in advance, such as um, advanced health directive, which you do in conjunction with your doctor. There can be the advanced care plan, which lays out what you want. And I'll, I'll just, you know, here can be an example of I want to die at home. And believe it or not, 70% of people say they want to die at home but only about 14% do. So your advanced care plan can lay out those things. It's about perhaps dying on country for some people. It's about non-invasive medical attention. Another aspect is that in the last year of life, research shows people spend 5% of their time dealing with medical issues and 95% of the time they're in the community. And that's where we really want to raise awareness is that dying is not all about being in hospital and being sick. You can actually prepare for a good death by thinking about what you want, telling people what you want, because lots of people never communicate their end of life wishes. So People don't know that A, they might like to be buried with this music or that they want to choose a different style of burial that has less of an impact on the environment. Um, that's that's about dying a good death, and probably also about dying a pos- having a positive impact, because people can spend time celebrating you and celebrating your life, um, and not being in turmoil. But you too have come to a place where you're more comfortable and able to enjoy your end of days. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's an important flag and an important day. Tomorrow is Dying to Know Day and you can go, obviously, if you're around the Charters Towers areas, you can go there tomorrow to the Charters Towers 
uh, Exeter Library, um, 10.30 to 12pm, but also the resources, dyingtoknow.com, uh, uh, dyingtoknowday.com, sorry, uh, that is tomorrow. Uh, appreciate your time, Barbara, great flag, um, and not, a, not a, to- so a subject that everybody wants to talk about, but one that is and needs to be talked about more often. Really appreciate your time. Lovely. Thank you very much, Ben. Good on you, Barbara Dennis. We'll take a break, come back, rural Queensland today.